all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Well, hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk, another 15-minute quick topic of Body of Christ Real Talk. I'd like to say hello to all my listeners and also like to thank the ones that's been tuning in to my last show, my previous shows. Over a week, over, it's been over a week now and I've been just hitting uh, a certain topic dealing with Israel. So I appreciate the ones that downloaded my show and I thank you, thank you very much for that. Now, like I promised, in the next upcoming weeks, I can, first of all, uh, I concluded with the my my take on what's going on in Israel and how the church should be looking at Israel today. And I hope someone understood what was going on and, uh, and got some type of comprehension what I meant when I said how to look at Israel today. Now, I'm not going to go over that again because I want to just talk about something before I get into uh, a, a topic that I think is also important and very relevant for today, and that's our Apostle of the Gentiles, the Apostle Paul. And what I'm going to be doing in the next few episodes, Lord willing, is uh, showing how people reject the teachings of Paul. And it's going to be several uh, audios, uh, hits as well, 15 minutes per show. You know, just like the study of Israel. But I'm going to get into how people... Uh, of the faith, or the so-called faith. And I say so-called faith because how could you consider yourself a believer or a child of God if you don't believe the teachings of Paul? Because that's the only way to be saved today is through Paul's teachings. So I question their salvation. God knows, you know, and I don't say that loosely. God knows I question their salvation because the the only way to be saved today is through the teachings of Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, the gospel of salvation today. So that's why I question anybody's salvation when they say they don't agree with the letters of Paul. How did you get saved? What do you stand on on your salvation if you don't read the letters of Paul? I just don't see you being saved if you don't, because that's the only way to be saved today through his teachings. Okay? Now, before I get in uh, to that, I want to touch on something else that I often know I've been hitting it lately. And I know you probably, uh, a lot of you probably said, not this again, Joe. What, what, what's going on? And what I'm talking about is the uh, subject of forgiveness. There's still a lot of confusion about forgiveness. But uh, I'm just going to be I wouldn't say babbling on this this topic, but I'm just going to be 
uh, I want to read a few scriptures. And then I'm going to tell you why I'm reading these few scriptures pertaining the reason and what made the doors open for men and women to be saved, for the world to be saved. What opened the doors for us to be saved? And forgiveness is the key. Being forgiven is the only way that a man and a lady or anybody of the world, men and women, can be saved. They had to be forgiven of their sins first. They had to be forgiven. And unfortunately, some people are for, uh, uh, confused on forgiving because they think forgiving means salvation. And then you have some people believe the only way to be forgiven is to be saved first. So still a lot of confusion when it comes to the concept on forgiveness. So, so let me read something right there, right quick. Go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I'm going to hit on this and I'm going to keep bouncing off this because I really want you to just see something that I have noticed. And the word of God interprets itself. Okay, I want you all to know the word of God interpreted itself. Now, this is a teaching from Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles. This is what I want you to look at. 18 says, and all things, 2 Corinthians 5 and 18, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation. I, I, I broke that down before on Facebook on one of my What Does the Bible Says teaching. I explained who the us is. When it says, All things are of God who reconciled us to himself. Us to himself. By Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation, the body of Christ. That's the church. We have been reconciled to God by what? Accepting him, accepting his atonement, his death, burial, and resurrection. Believing that by faith. Faith by grace, by faith alone. Faith by grace alone. Okay? So, in this verse 18, all things are of God who have reconciled us. The us is the church, the body of Christ, to himself by Jesus Christ. We have been reconciled because of our belief of what Jesus done. Okay? But before that, we was forgiven. Before that, we had to be forgiven. See, forgiven of what, Joe? We have to be forgiven of our sins. Now, I want to try to get say this plainly. We had to be forgiven before we had the chance to be reconciled. Remember, God reconciled himself first to us. Because of what Christ done on the cross, okay? And he was able to reconcile himself to us because of what Christ done on the cross. Because Christ took all, all mankind's sins. Past, present, and future. He took on all mankind's sins. See? But it did not, that part did not take place until after his resurrection. Not before. It was after his resurrection. That's a lot of confusion in the church when this subject come up about forgiveness and even some uh, 
grace teachers are still stuck on this denominational belief. So when it comes, they're still kind of stuck in the forgiveness of the kingdom program under the law and grace program of forgiveness. There was a requirement you had to do for forgiveness under the kingdom program before the resurrection. See, before all that, you can die in your sins. You can only be forgiven of your sins through changing your mind, repentance, baptizing water, etc. stuff, and you have to believe who Jesus was. Israel had to, not the Gentiles. Israel had to, okay? Now, all this was before the resurrection. Okay? There was a requirement. Everybody's sins was not forgiven before the resurrection. From the past, prophets and all that going into Jesus' earthly ministry, there was a requirement you had to do to be forgiven, uh, forgiven for sins, including the sacrifices and believing who Jesus was before the resurrection. Many, do, many people do not get it. It's because they don't really understand the mystery of Paul's letters because you will only find this explanation in the teachings of Paul, the Apostle Paul, in his letters. Okay. All right. And let me read this. 18, 2 Corinthians 5 and 18, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing or not charging or not counting their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. I don't want you to focus on uh, the word of reconciliation. That's what the church, us as the body of Christ, that's what we, we are able to do or what we're supposed to do. I want you to focus on God not imputing their trespasses to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, not charging their sins. Trespasses mean sin. Imputing means charging or counting. In other words, God was not or is not counting their sins against them because of what Christ done on the cross, his atonement. Christ took on all men's sins, and that opened the door for the world to be reconciled back to God. Okay. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. You understand that no one is getting charged with sin. Now let's go to 21. This is very important. 21. This is Jesus, for he, this is God, for he, God, has made him. Him is Jesus. If you get your Bible, the King James Bible, this is how it reads. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Now, for order, you believe Jesus died for all mankind's sins, correct? So when it says, for he hath made him to be sin for us, he's talking about the world, the body of Christ and the world. Christ became the sins for the world. Most believers agree with that. He died for all sins. They believe that, okay? Now, Jesus knew no sin. In other words, Jesus was sinless. He fulfilled the whole law. Born of a virgin, wasn't born in sin. Jesus knew no sin. He never committed sin. He's the only one that ever walked the earth that never committed sin. 
Okay? So let me read this again. For he hath made him to be sin for us. The sin that was on Jesus was the world's sin. But it's only going to come into fruition after his resurrection. Resurrection, the other side of the cross, which was revealed to the Apostle Paul. Not before. Okay? Jesus knew no sin that we might. This is what I want you to look at. To hear. That we might, the word might, be made the righteousness of God in him. Say, Joe, so what? Okay, th this is what I'm saying. When you go here to with 19, second, uh, Corinthians 5 and 19, to with that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. 21 is like a continuation. And this gives you even more of a clear explanation why this was done and how men and women was able and are able to be saved. Second is 5 and 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see, we might be made the righteousness, not that we are or we will, but that we might be made the righteousness of God. How would, how how is this able to occur? Because Christ took on our sins and that opened the door for us to have a chance to be righteous. That's what it's saying. See? For he hath made him to be sin for the world, us for the world, that in Christ, even though he knew no sin, he took on our sin. The reason he took on our sins so that we will have a chance to be righteous in the eyes of God. Not automatically that we was righteous or automatically that we was justified or automatically that we were saved because we was forgiven. It just opened up the door that now we might have a chance to be righteous in God's eyes. That's pretty plain. And made the righteousness of God in him. It's all about him. So when Christ looks at us, the world, he sees what Christ does far as forgiveness, not salvation, not justification. You understand what I'm saying? So many is still confused on forgiveness. In other words, in a nutshell, we have to be forgiven. We have to be forgiven first in order to be saved. It's not the other way around. Salvation and then forgiveness that, that equals forgiveness. No, they are separated. Okay, salvation, I mean, forgiveness and then salvation. I will continue with this because my time is running out on the next topic. Then I'm gonna get into something else. God bless you all. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.